Hi, my guest for today is Amrit Sanjeev. Amrit Sanjeev is a staff developer advocate from Google. He comes with around 19 plus years of experience. He started his career in 2004 with IBM as an IT architect. Amrit is an example of a self-made techie. And today as a staff developer advocate, he forms a major part of the Android development community out there. So without any delay, here is our inspiration for today, Amrit Sanjeev. Thanks, Irfan. Glad to be here. Can we start with, uh, we have two mandatory questions um, as a part of this format. The first one is, uh, how has your career progression been so far? So would you just walk us through um, right from your student life or academics to right now where you are? Okay, sure. Uh, so... Like everybody else, finished uh, engineering. I did join a startup initially uh, in Trivandrum. Uh, I was there for about 10 months before I moved to IBM. And uh, in IBM, I was hired as a junior engineer uh, working on uh, telecom backend, uh, Linux and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, so it was interesting there. So, and we continued, to, uh, continued on to become an architect there. Nice, uh, yep. By the time I left, I was an architect on working on the mobile platform. Mm-hmm. sort of work uh, and then from there I moved to Philips Research so I wanted to do some research on mobile and then Philips gave an opportunity and moved on to that uh, did a few papers uh, as a research engineer That's some of the right. proof of concept work early proof of concept work with Philips okay. and then uh, moved to Intuit uh, it's a financial services company based out of US right. and uh, was their mobile lead mobile engineering lead uh, for a group called IFS in Uh, Intuit Financial Services. I was a, a lead for their engineering team. Okay. Uh, and uh, I was there for about another two years at Intuit before Google actually had an opening and uh, uh, they asked me if I was interested. And yeah, everything oh. worked out. And I, I moved into a developer uh, advocacy or, or the developer ecosystem sort of work. Uh, at, and wow. yeah, it's been eight years since <laughs> I'm in the oh, developer. Uh... Just lis- listening to it, I, I think I've um, worked a few years with you in IBM, but just listening to it, it's a kind of a dream role being a developer advocate. So what exactly do uh, does the nature of job? I do understand that, but for the benefit of our um, viewers and students and graduates who are interested in the Android platform, um, what do you do? I mean, in terms of your particular role. Okay, uh, developer advocacy or developer relations is a pretty wide uh, uh, area of work. It's like software engineering, it's an engineering role. Uh, in, in a very short uh, or very uh, simplistic way, what I would say is that it's a two-way advocacy. One is helping developers, external developers, understand products and how to build these products really well okay. uh, into their apps, integration, integrating them into their apps. creating clear developer paths. So somebody decides to integrate, uh, say, for example, a billing platform or a particular library. Do they have all the tools, all the literature, all the samples required uh, for them to kind of integrate really well? So that's one part of it. Okay. The other part of it, which a lot of people don't realize, is also that we are the voice for the developer internally. So we have a we look out for what are the challenges that developers have, what are the feedback that we're hearing from the ecosystem. So we keep an eye on that. And then we work with the engineering teams to, to kind of shape the roadmap in such a way that it's more close when products are coming out of the company. 
mm-hmm. to the real world they are more closely aligned to what developers require okay and um, it's also an interface through which developers actually pick up the details of any implementation or feature that uh, google comes out on its um, android development kit or what exactly, exactly. it's a platform yeah. right that's the first part of it and when developers have feedback and we want to share that to the internal engineering teams that's the second aspect that i talked about the developer community is basically a very strong framework and you are basically the interface between the company and the developer community outside bringing in features and also uh, building the ecosystem around it right exactly exactly okay so uh, our second question was how does your typical day go at work um as a developer advocate for google okay so uh depends on weeks uh, there are times oh, yeah, true, are true. working on conferences or working on content for uh, external uh, developers some of these are uh, if you say a typical day would be a lot of document review for me at least it's a lot of document reviews uh, brainstorming sessions with engineering teams mm-hmm. uh, working with uh, some of the top engineering uh, top app developers at this point of time android top app developers is a focus so uh, we work with them app developers on the app store Yes, app developers, uh, top app developers. So anything okay. that is influential in the Android ecosystem, mm-hmm. they don't need to be the most revenue generating companies or anything. But if they are the most influential, they are top. Uh, they have a lot of potential. We tend to work with those companies uh, more closely, and if there are integrations that they are doing, which are, which are new, uh, we look for hero stories. Uh, we look for hero integrations, which we can actually project to the rest of the ecosystem to catalyze. Uh, the right best practices and things like that so yeah we work on that balancing it out is how things happen so yeah a lot of times it's it's in it's cross functional work working okay. with a lot of external teams and internal ones and uh, gathering feedback watching out for things that are uh, that we might be missing uh, documenting all of those things conveying it to the right teams influencing the engineering teams to put focus on the right aspects so yeah there are a few things that we want okay, to that, that, that basically keeps you busy and running all yes. day and whole week and just tough to get you on the call man so thank you for again being here those were the first two mandatory questions just to get a feel of uh, what the person does what his role gets involved right um mm-hmm. so next we'll go to a set of questions which revolve around the domain and uh, um the influence you had growing up and uh, into a professional that you are right now so the next question we had in our list amrit was um, tell us about your industry domain and specialization now i'm speaking to a developer advocate um so and but my audience are learners right mm-hmm. so uh, it would be of great benefit if, if you tell us more about your industry and domain in the sense that our um, young learners might understand because most of them would have heard about android and programming and sdk but let's start at that level and uh, um let us uh, let us give more information in terms of generating their curiosity so amrit tell us more about your industry domain and specialization okay if sure uh, so what the area that i work on uh, or at least i've been working on for the last uh, 10 or 12 years has been more on the platform development that's basically more about building the os building the infrastructure around it helping developers actually succeed on that platform helping the platform succeed 
so that is the area that I specifically work on. That is slightly different from app development as such, okay. uh, where companies are realizing businesses are realizing uh, or creating apps to augment their service. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that runs on top of the platform. So, but the area that I mostly work on is on the platforms development. Uh, from a, from so a, can I say something like marketplace? Um, not necessarily the OS yeah. development is what we are talking about. OS okay. and the ecosystem around it uh, of OEMs and uh, vendors, devices. That area is where we are working on mostly. And then developers actually build on top of this. The marketplace is actually built on top of the platform. Hmm. That makes sense. Okay. From, um, let's say f- from a perspective of a learner, um, who's just started his programming journey right now, okay. or just trying to understand what cloud as a platform is, or, um, just trying to break his initial barrier of understanding what makes a mobile app, mm-hmm. um, understanding the basics, uh, skill sets or understanding the basic text stacks he needs to understand. Let's mm-hmm. say, assume that, um, our audience is trying to understand, uh, from that perspective. Okay. So what are the kinds of, uh, skill sets you would, um, I'm bringing this question earlier in our discussion. Um, what are the kind of skill sets would a fresher from a computer science or maybe a non-computer science background? I mean, let's look at it from a computer science background. Somebody who okay. knows programming is programming mm-hmm. really necessary to you know get into the Android ecosystem? Um, yeah. So, what are the primary skill sets any learner would need to know okay. if he has to get into the uh, Android ecosystem of programming and looking at uh, careers in that uh, particular field? So if you look at it, there are multiple aspects of it. One is in terms of language proficiency. That is something that you also do as you work. Uh, the other one is understanding the platform on which you're building, because that's how you can exploit what is there uh, and be really in tune with what you're building on top of. So from a, from somebody who's starting off, I think two areas are really important. One is realizing realization of problems like problem solving skills so the algorithms those sort of stuff are really important if you're really looking for like uh, you mean data structures and algorithms dsa data structures and algorithms are good when if you are actually going to be in an area where it's a you're going to solve completely new problems it okay. gives you a structure to thinking i would say whatever you've studied in college is get great base if and that should be just refreshed once in a while Mm-hmm. But problem solving is something that people should actually look at because different problems need different ways of thinking and different languages require different ways of thinking for right. you to be efficient around it. So that is one aspect, the problem solving aspect. The other one is there is this, these platforms are evolving really, really quickly. So right. conti- getting into a habit of continuously learning and updating yourself and keeping, uh, keeping yourself like really on the bleeding edge of tech is really important. You cannot stop at a point and say, oh, I've learned and I'm good at this because one year from then there are 10 True. new changes that might have come and you're not really good at it by if you compare. So that mm-hmm. can two part. One is problem solving. The other one is in terms of continuous learning. Continuous uh, learning. The basic skills, if you look at the tech aspect, these are the basic fundamental skills that I would actually say. From a tech aspect, programming, definitely important because you've got to realize some of these problems, solutions that you're actually seeing. So programming is really good. Language part of it, and then the second part is the platforms understanding. So if you're building on Android or if you're building on cloud, you need to know how this is working. 
to a good extent. I would recommend the T way of learning. I think in IBM also we were taught all of these things where you go really deep at one thing. You have a breadth, you have an understanding like the capital T. You do have a basic understanding of things around you, but you take one area and go really, really deep at it because that builds your expertise as a subject matter expert. Specialization. Yeah, specialization. And over, over the years of your career, you'll start specializing in multiple things as technologies evolve and then it becomes a comb rather than a T. And so, that has really helped for me at least. Okay, so along your um, career line, if I call it as a timeline, where was that specialization? Mm-hmm. How, let's say you finished your graduation. Um, okay, yep, you are an engineer. So, yeah, welcome. So you're an engineer from Cochin College of Engineering. Is that right? Okay. Uh, and um, so from being an engineer to starting to get specialization in a particular area that you're passionate about how many years did that take mm-hmm. i think i i started that really focusing on only one thing and decided mm-hmm. to go really deep into one area of technology was about uh seven or eight years sure. into my career till then uh, i was learning more on languages the problem solving aspects uh different types of mm-hmm. roles in the company because yeah, you really need to explore some of these things to understand what you like and what you're passionate about. It could be fun to think of, oh, development is the coolest thing. But some people like certain other aspects yeah. of uh, engineering where they might be like always designing things better. They might be really good yes. at system thinking. Uh, so you really need to try different roles. Even in IBM, I, I did a systems mm-hmm. engineer. I did architect. I was uh, a developer. I was a designer. I mean, systems designer at time. So I did try different roles during those initial years of my career and I came to uh, and and then then I started doing a lot of the advocacy sort of things uh, by the end of it, end of this time. Uh, I felt like uh, sharing with the community was something that I've, I was very passionate about and, and then I continued to find a job in there, in that and that's what yeah, so, me. So, you, you, so, uh, you, so, I, so you're really, really saying is you just followed your passion and that just shaped into what you are right now you you were you didn't have you just followed your curiosity and your passion and that's what's basically guided you so far yeah i think people really need to take that step uh it's not about uh, you also have to be mm-hmm. happy so, with what you're doing right and that's really really important and i'm i really think people should be curious and they should find the space in at work where they're going to be comfortable they're going to be impactful uh, and when you are when you really find that space where you really like and you, you really want to work at, uh, you you automatically become very impactful at that, and and that will reflect in how your career okay. goes. Am- Amrit, you are a very self thought techie, right? More or less. More or less. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what do you feel um, is the biggest um, aspect about learning? I mean, we don't teach students um, how to learn or strengthen their skills and focus of learning so what what was your secret behind all the learning was it curiosity was how 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 was your journey of learning how, how do you see the significance of learning in um, being a professional and say in your case itself i think the first step for that is to accept that there's mm-hmm. a lot to learn uh, and mm-hmm. not have a thick head <laughs> Even if you are really good at something, you really have to keep yourself grounded and, and look for the next opportunity to learn and learn from Very everybody true. around you. And uh, 
uh, and also teach. I, I think sharing your expertise with others helps mm-hmm. you reinforce that. Uh, and it also opens up different ways of thinking and things and, and allows you to be a better techie. But uh, I feel like it also evolves. Learning has evolved a lot uh, over the last uh, I mean, in my course of career, initially it was books. I mean, at colleges, you have to read books and now you can actually get summary of everything yeah. if you search for it. One thing, definitely, uh, the summaries uh, don't get right. you the depth. Uh, that is you've got to be a little careful about. Summaries do help you quickly mm-hmm. jumpstart something, but it sometimes also takes away the depth. So I usually ask people to go deeper at things and uh, get a little more understanding than what is necessary because that helps the, helps grow their thought process. Uh, the second aspect that I would definitely see is there's a lot of help in the community right now. This was, was not something that uh, maybe yeah. you and I, yeah, you and I actually did not have the luxury, but we have built that community right now. Um, let me ask you, uh, because this is one question you uh, we've uh, kind of selected from the cho- choice of questions. What do you like most about your work? You have answered that, but let's go for it. What do you like most about your work? Oh, there isn't a single day that's boring. There's always new problems. There's something completely mm. new to learn. Uh, we also work on that bleeding oh. edge of tech, right? So that keeps you like really, I mean, you really see all the new things coming in and and the opportunity to learn continuously. I think that's the best part of the job. It's never boring. You're not mm. stuck with one domain or stuck with one area of work. Uh, you're pitted against the best okay. problems out there. So all of that uh, are, are my favorite. Okay, problem solving and curiosity. Yeah. It definitely. I mean, I think it keeps you uh, completely entertained in, in a way. Can you tell us something about your transformation from um, academics to a professional career? And no change in that question ending with a question mark. So, yeah. So, uh, out of college, we, we learn those subjects. We come out thinking we know it all. Uh, but in the real world, there's a lot more skills that are required. Not that none of those things that you learn in college aren't important. But on top of it, there are things like teamwork. There are things like uh, interpersonal skills. There are things like communication. These are all things that are additional, I feel. Uh, and you start, once you become a professional, these it's it's a collection of these skills that make you, uh, make you really succeed at the job. Uh, one other thing is definitely continuous learning. And I think I was very happy, uh, very, uh, very lucky. Uh, to be in companies which really appreciated that and which really gave the Very opportunity true. Um, for that. IBM, Philips, uh, Intuit, um, I, they, I, I believe these companies have a, a innovative and a creative culture, at least I'm working with IBM. Philips has a history in innovation even today in terms of its products. Innovative in the Intuit in the financial sector. So absolutely, I think you, you were lucky to have that. But uh, it's not just about luck, I believe. It's about finding that opportunity and making use of opportunity. Yeah, Amrit, yeah. Yeah, that is definitely there. If Even if you're not in a place that really encourages that, I think it's definitely something you should follow uh, and you should continuously learn. Okay, so, so how did you feel when you moved out of um, engineering college from question? Um, you know, where was your first... Uh, uh, major job back to uh, into a metro and how was the feel i mean can you re- so uh, i started off in a startup in trivandrum called in app okay. information technologies it was a great place uh, they emphasized like i said emphasized all the right things uh, they were focused on ty- helping us with time management and continuous learning and things like that so i really appreciate the initial skills that yeah. they put into us uh, 
but at the same time there is uh, there is also uh, other aspects right to work uh, uh, the seriousness of what you do things with and what are the impact of what you're doing and uh, those sort of things also slowly started setting in when we were working in, okay. in a company uh, it was not all all happy go lucky sort true. of environment right uh, there is a consequences to what you do so that that also started okay. slowly sinking in uh, that's 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 was like my first experience <laughs> the initial thing that really hit okay. me was that um, i love saying it uh, in this way that um, when i landed up in bangalore after finishing my engineering um, now students land up in bangalore even before they finish engineering internships and all that um, we didn't have that so uh, i felt 20 years behind the whole world that that was a fact and um, and there is absolutely no yes. help coming from anywhere you know so yeah you said yes go on i i think that is true for that time uh, and i think most of us would have felt the same way because uh, we look at what is happening in the industry it's way ahead of what we have learned or what we mm-hmm. thought was actually true. getting used but uh, for somebody who's coming out of college today i feel there's a lot more exposure that Absolutely. they can actually have uh, uh to the to what's happening in the industry it's not just the internet it's also the fact that there's a lot of learning communities there's a lot of uh, uh, dev- uh i mean a lot more facilities that are there right now if i am a developer where do i start uh, mm-hmm. on the android platform i mean you you can mention a page or a source or a, how do how do how do what's the best way to start uh, learning android programming and apps and android platform so if it's android platform developer.android.com is the right place okay. to go with and if it's programming then you should actually look at the language that you're picking up java or kotlin both are first class languages okay. on the platform and then uh, go to that site both are necessary one is one without the other does not give you much of a mileage so both are necessary and balancing that is really important don't fall for the social pressure that's something i would keep telling you uh, somebody coming out of college uh, pick the area that you like Very take true. some time uh, build your basics right and that will go a long way perfect what mm-hmm. learning paths would you recommend again we're coming back um, because you are an advocate um, of the technology okay. uh, what are the different learning mm-hmm. paths um, on the google platform i know we could google for this answer but then again hearing it from you uh, as a developer uh, who's looking at um, the google platform google workspace google cloud google android uh, um, ecosystem um, and a varied uh, amount of technologies which is coming in terms of uh, data analytics machine learning um uh, i think nlp all of these i think google is into every space including io so um, maybe we can't cover all of them but what are the interesting learning paths on google platform so we do publish content in multiple ways we have long form and short form sort of stuff but uh, if you look at it there's a lot of video content which is yeah, becoming yeah. really really popular very short 5 minute videos about mm-hmm. a certain tech but i would tell uh, one thing that i really want to call out and that's just a starter that's the tip of the iceberg so if you are watching that and you get excited about something go back to the long form mm-hmm. thing there would be articles and there would be write ups in medium and google uh, developer pages where there will be more details and i don't think they need said. a separate id to that they could use their existing gmail id for it no all free. 
yeah, okay. it is all free it's accessible uh, for everyone so it's more about uh, deciding how you would learn like go f- maybe start with a video and get a basic understanding then go deeper at it and pick areas you can't be see these currently the tech is so right. evolved that if you you can be a specialist on android but you can't be a specialist on cloud android and ml without a substantial number of years of working and even even in android uh, this it's such a mature os right now people are specializing on certain areas some of them are specializing on uh, say image rendering some of them are specializing on game development some are specializing on languages and look at, uh, lang- languages internationalization so areas of specialization are uh, i think that having that area of specialization will help you should have a general understanding i'm not denying that but have an area which you would specialize in go deep and and continuously learn absorb all the information out there set up alerts there are a lot of tools that you could use it if you want to learn like you can set up alerts for new content that is coming in you can set up alerts for keywords of uh, of interesting topics that you have and you get mess- you get mails and when a new article is there you will right. get it in your inbox subscribe to some of and read a lot uh, that is something i would definitely definitely encourage please read uh, even if the articles i mean you use things like feedly or uh, whatever RSS is your feed, yeah. uh, article reader rss feed reader whichever it is of your flavor please use that continuously read because that will give you a wider perspective it will start initially you might be just uh, randomly reading but over a period of time like 3 months or 4 months into it you start forming ideas and you start seeing the larger picture of how the industry is evolving how the technology is evolving and that is really important having that larger sense that's the breadth part of it and then going and specializing on one area will get you the depth and i think that combination is really really important as somebody starting off uh, uh, and continuously throughout your career also it's important to have one area where you're like an known to be an expert at and then you have a better under- and you have a general understanding amazing i mean you are perfect for the advocate job does google organize um, any academic Uh, related uh, interventions with colleges etc i i know there's a complete uh, developer community but um, is there uh, some kind of a special outreach for academics that you are aware of yes yes there is uh, so the gdg the google developer groups is for experienced developers and people who are actually into the technology space for students there is another program called google developer okay. student club gdsc and that's there in a lot of colleges in india right now it is if you don't have it in your college you can apply for it and it is something that is run by the students okay. what we provide is content that's and awesome. guidance uh to that those groups uh, and it's totally free so if you are interested and if your college does not have that you can always reach out to the gdsc program uh team and they will actually tell you what the steps are to kind of get yourself on board on to it thank you for that uh, piece of information um my last question we just kind of just saw the time it's crossed the 30 minute mark um are there any inspirations you know people um, thought process um methodology or even technology uh, or individuals who have inspired you in your growth i think a lot of people to be very honest they've been different people at different oh. times of my career uh but from a methodology perspective i think being curious and continuously learning and not stopping at that uh and 
and identifying what you really like to do and continuing to do that i mean i really like programming and i still program even though my job doesn't demand me to do it every day uh, i still have uh, what uh, i would say pet projects that i would publish and understand uh, how how certain technology works and things like that so you really need to continuously do that uh, and that methodology of having developing a thick skin to kind of put things out there get feedback treat it constructively uh, and don't be shying away from criticism things like that amazing i mean you are quite a humble um, developer advocate uh, to just come over to our show and i think the the curious part is i have seen you evolve through um, i think i was working with vodafone new zealand if i remember um uh, yeah. as a client for ibm and i have seen that curiosity that um, that energy that fire in you um, people would mistake that as the geeky energy but that's basic curiosity and uh, i think we are speaking to each other after um, 8 9 10 maybe 10 years plus i have yeah and i see that so strongly in you and that is the inspiration which brings us to invite you over to this and i've been trying to reach out to you for a while for this so thank you very much for coming on the show um if i do get any request on specialization um or uh, any more depth on android with whatever little kind of a bandwidth uh, you can maybe i'll try to reach those things out to you but definitely yeah. please please but definitely you the, the what you pointed out to the um, google students club that is somewhere where uh, folks can start off and uh, even the android uh, uh, developer community is something we can stand off i i remember uh, during many of the demo sessions which pre finals and final year students uh, go through they develop they download the android uh, development kit android studio so that's definitely one um, familiar tool which is already being used or being experimented on in the academic circle is just that we need a stronger ecosystem and we need people like you who understand uh, and br- bridge this gap or uh, or people like you who can bring uh, that into focus and uh, your constant communication on linkedin in terms of updates on the product and its ecosystem um and your presence here today i i think it's it's uh, inspiration um for everybody who's uh, going to listen to this podcast so thank you amrit and um, thank you for your time today and um, any parting words oh i mean thank you for the opportunity uh, definitely one thing i would uh, tell everyone is there's a lot of help out there please Very go true. ask for it and by not don't be in the don't be prejudiced about the fact that oh, maybe what what if they don't help if you don't ask then also the outcome is the same there is no help coming to you right so it is best for you to kind of ask for help and 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 try and get that most people that i've seen if you ask for help they are more than happy to kind of come and uh, contribute to your uh, contribute to uh, to your success uh, people are not Very as true. bad as you think <laughs> so uh, one area that i would definitely ask a lot of students i feel don't ask, ask enough uh they don't come up to people like us i mean i my linkedin is always there by twitter account is always open 
but we hardly get many requests. Those who ask, we do try to help uh, help out in whatever capacity that we have. Uh, but it's never wrong to ask for help. Uh, there's a lot of help out there. Please do take advantage Amazing. of that. And um, with those words, I'm going to close today's show. Thank you, Amrit Samjee, for being on the second episode of Maybe Know You. And you have a great night. And thank you again. Thanks for the opportunity.